Welcome to The Link, the podcast that links the past to the present for those who went to high school in the 1980s. It is a perfect time to reflect and to take stock and to think about really fun parts of our past, but also some challenges. I get to see and hear all your amazing faces and a blast from the past, which is always super exciting, seeing who we were then, who we are now. We really didn't know what was going on in each other's lives very much. And so finding out the real scoop is incredibly rewarding. Hey, welcome back to The Link. This is your producer, David Yaz from pod617.com. More importantly, I am a proud member of the graduating class of 1986 Milton Academy. And with me, as usual, are my graduating classmates and the posse. That is the full staff and crew of The Link. Farrah Panda, Diana Donovan, and uh, there's someone else I'm forgetting. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Meredith Zenner, who supplies her own sound effects. How are you guys doing? Meredith, how are you? Hey, Dave. Awesome. Dave, have you been talking a lot recently? Am I hoarse? (laughs) You're losing your voice. You're a little hoarse. I'm at, as you guys know, I'll I'll tell our listeners because I am the intrepid podcast information gatherer. I am at the largest podcast conference in the country. It's called Podcast Movement. I'm in Nashville. And yeah, maybe talking over all the country western music has. Yeah, uh, maybe- I can yeah. hear it. Totally <laughs> yeah. can hear it. You've been yeah. working on your line dancing and a little karaoke. At Just- least he's not in costume. Let- let's be. Oh let's yeah, be- he's usually yeah. a different animal every I time. Am- every time I walk by the <laughs> gift shop in the lobby, I'm this close to buying one of those black cowboy hats. I kid you. You gotta not. do it. I- yeah, maybe. Dave, please don't. Do- no judgment. No judgment. And this is where I typically lose control of the show and never get it back. But yeah! uh, who's, who's doing the- Me! Mer- I am. Meredith, okay. would you please introduce our guest? Please. Okay, our guest is an actress and comedian that's turned their day job as a dog groomer. Oh, sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Nope, that's that's the wrong one. I'm sorry. That was that's you. A groomer <laughs> in Los Angeles. <clears throat> our esteemed guest- Graduated from Harvard University, University of Virginia School of Law, and was nominated the best lawyer of America, Massachusetts super lawyer, has been Choate's, not the school, co-managing partner since 2014. We're ready. He helps high net worth clients manage their planning, tax, and investment responsibilities to meet their financial goals for their families, providing advice that is independent and focused exclusively on what is best for each client. He's also a speaker on estate planning, wealth management strategies throughout Massachusetts, and a member of many charitable organizations, including the Massachusetts Charitable Society and Perkins School for the Blind. Ladies and gentlemen, Charles Seaver! Welcome, Charles. Welcome, Charles. Meredith, Meredith, I don't understand why you didn't include the most important part of his background. Uh, We were co-captains for speech team. We were. I got to say, guys, this is the most intimidating introduction (laughs) I have ever had. Well, I... It is, it is such a boring description of my <laughs> life. You'll color uh, it in. You'll well, color it I in. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I tell you, when I was reading depressed. it, I That was, was a very like, Milton Academy Whoa. way of introducing it. Was <laughs> it? She let, she, it was like, that was kind of funny. The spirit was there. Right? Like I, our I 16-year-old selves are... Because this is what it was like to be captain of the speech team with Meredith. I had... <laughs> 
no role to play at all. I just sat back and watched Meredith do her thing. I got all the credit and I had yeah. to do, actually, I didn't have to do, I got to do none of the work. Even if I wanted you bring to a different energy, different we energy. Were, we were a very good balance. We were. Very, I see that. Charles was, very was a very good yin to my yang. Yes. <laughs> It was and, great fun, Meredith. And one of the things that I was going to say earlier when we just started that I find so interesting about seeing people is that, like, for the most part, people's teeth have not changed. And Charles' teeth? teeth like, Charles's okay. teeth are totally Charles's teeth. You know what I'm saying? What? Like you could show Why me. Why teeth? Why not, like, nose no, or ears? No, no, no. Right? Yeah, it's yeah. Gap, Meredith, right? I should have had Which, braces. No. I never did. No. I think this is why I didn't date in high school or college. Oh, oh. good Lord. I my parents. You totally We're going to go directly into dating. And I Thank love God. the gap between your teeth. That is oh, one of my boy. favorite oh, things. Charles, Charles where, do, where do we find you this yeah, where afternoon? Are you? Where are you? So I'm at home in Concord, Mass, where I have lived since 1998 with my wife, Susan, and I've got two now grown children, what? Margaret. Yeah, Margaret, who is uh, a senior in, yeah, there are the teeth. There are the... I love Margaret, who's a senior at Northwestern. Uh... Yay, go Northwestern, go Wildcats. That's my alma mater. Yes, indeed, Meredith. You're right. I know it is. That's right. Well, she's going to be a senior this year, having a great time. And my, What's her major? So she's 21. She's an American studies major. Okay. Um, just kind of this unique program at Northwestern where you have to apply to it. You take, you take 35 kids and you kind of design your own major is, is mm. sort of what, what it is. So anyway, she's having a great time. And then with my son, Oliver, who is great 19, name. almost 20, and he is going to be a sophomore at Wake Forest. So that's where I am. Conquered today. Congratulations. So Charles, we, we are, we're not going to jump into sort of the professional stuff, but we do, we are dying to know you have a background right now of your firm. So you are a, a loyal mascot for your, for your law firm, but how long have you been there? And, and why did you decide yeah. to do this when you could have done speech for the rest of your life? I mean, yeah, really seriously. Well, let me apologize. I, 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 the only reason I am a as boring as I am, well, maybe it's not the only reason I'm as boring as I am, but <laughs> I think that's uh, a lot. reason I'm as boring as I am uh, and, and, and have my work background is because I don't have the technological skills to replace my firm issued background, but I probably should have figured that Ooh. out before this. So with apologies, I've been at the same firm since I graduated from law school. So I've been here for a long time. I have the great privilege of not having to, I had to do anything to update my resume for- Oh now. my God. So you don't need help with your LinkedIn profile? Yeah, Di's great at that. Twenty five years. So anyway, I've, 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 I've found a happy home, and I've been there ever since. So and, and wait, and wait. So you've lived in Concord since ninety eight, I guess. Well, no, oh, you're like that. a right you're thing. like a consistent person. You just like well, so shocking, Diana. And yeah, you do so it. You've changed really? so much. <laughs> we're going back to this theme of boring, right? No, <laughs> Charles. Very interesting. Listen, Charming. you know, Charles. One of the things that 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 the reason why I asked you this is because I think I think consistency is really rare these days, and so. I, wanted, I was leading this question about what it feels like to be at a firm that you have developed and you have shaped for two decades. And as you're looking out at a really different America, how does it feel? Like, what are you doing differently? And how are you thinking about thinking about our country, thinking about the issues that we're, we're dealing with? That's where I was going with this. 
Well, the only thing I think our classmates want to know uh, about my job is that I am actually Adam Bookbinder's boss. So, <laughs> I was going to uh, say, because he came to our reunion and I yeah. was like, wait, I've seen that background before. And it's because Adam Bookbinder, Adam Bookbinder was at the reunion Zoom and mentioned that you were, he was working for you. Yeah, yeah. not really for me. Or, He's one of my partners, but um since I sort of Working run firm on a day-to-day basis, yeah, I get to, I get to, I get to tell Adam what he has to do from time to time. So anyway, I, it's, it's actually been just so much fun to reconnect with Adam and, and to be there. Far to your question more broadly, I feel really, truly, I feel really, really lucky that I've been able to work at the same place for a long time and to do it with the same people and sort of develop the relationships that come from working at one place for a really, really long time. But I occasionally wonder, geez, maybe I should have had a little bit more creativity in my life. And Okay, was there a red convertible phase? Did you go out and get like a... And there is still time. There's still time. You've got the rest of your life to go crazy creative and start painting the walls. Yeah, I I can't say I've had that... Pottery class. But... Well, I'll take you this. So actually, I, our, our, your listeners might find this interesting. So I, folks may remember that when we were at Milton, I was one of very few classmates who did not drink. I, 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 you, Farah, and Meredith. Yeah. The three <laughs> of you. Probably right. <laughs> so, so to this day, I have still never tasted alcohol, not even a sip of beer. Don't start however, now. However, I have Edibles. taken up. I've, no, I've taken no, 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 no. I'm not. That oh answer. wow! Let him finish. But I have picked up a hobby during COVID, and I now brew beer, what? which I don't taste. Oh my I've gosh. never tasted the beer. Luckily, that you have you have your kids for that, right? Exactly right. <laughs> now, I've got a 19 year old. Wait a minute. I was about to guess beekeeping, but beer making. <laughs> so is... you won't even you won't even taste it to see what it tastes like. This is the most consistency. This is the most Charles Cheever thing ever. Yeah, is there a reason? <laughs> he creates the best beer, but he does has never had it. You uh... don't. Is there... No, my question uh... would just be why? Why haven't you just tasted it? I just don't it's have consistency. it in me. It's not all that interesting. Yeah, it's not all that interesting to me. So He's made it this I'm far, people. Yeah, exactly, Diana. Right? Why would I blow yeah. that? I, yeah, I, I, I think that rather than blowing it. Blowing it like open your mind and experience. Yeah. Do something. Now Meredith will send you time. her spreadsheet of edibles and how to kind of dial what it up do and which, down and yeah. what's good in the morning and what's good 100%. in the evening. So here's my prediction: by the 40th reunion, yeah, because of this podcast, yeah, I'm going to be a full-on alcoholic. Yes. You guys no, you'll be microdosing by that. Microdosing. You'll be microdosing. Oh, Charles. But Charles, so Charles some, some class. Charles, made, like, I gave you such a softball, and this is what you turned it okay. into. I just want you to know, like, I threw the softest. You I did, mean, Farah. it's just unbelievable. You it's did. it's really, you turned it in this direction. So I'm going to bring us back to, okay. to really the direction I was hoping to go. Um, uh, sorry. No, no, really. We she tries to control everything. Really. I've been a friend oh. with her for 40 years. I know exactly okay, what so, so Charles, no, seriously, this is what I wanted to ask you. Because you have been in Boston consistently and have been really active at Milton because you're on the board also, and you have a deep legacy at the school, we're really curious, like, what are changes that are happening around you? That was the direction I was going. But if you want to take it in the beer brewing direction, 100%. that is fine. That is great. I just want to know if you're going to sell it 
to the Milton students or what you're doing, what you're doing with this <laughs> students. Like, yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm not selling, I'm not selling beer to underage kids that much. I can, <laughs> there are people who are seniors who are older. There are, there were people 20, in our class. Yes. 21, 21 is I thought it was 18. <laughs> Wonder, we, still hasn't had a taste of beer either. No, I, I haven't. <laughs> and I'm not going Far to. is not my markets to be clear. Yeah. <laughs> well, really good. Really good. Wow. 21, huh? Yeah, that's right. Okay, fine. <laughs> oh man, this is you a know, precious sad. I promise Excellent. you I will deliver Chuck's basement beer to all of you. That's- uh, I, I don't like call. bubbles. Does it have a flavor or a particular trademark? He doesn't know. Well, well, no, I do. I do. It's a pilsner. You must know. It, I would say it's a light pilsner. Oh. This is as it's been described to me, toying with the with the. With this the, is so the, fascinating. The, yeah, my husband would like it. Probably. It's like it's but... like a homeless guy who builds houses. <laughs> yeah, it's just like the craziest thing I've ever heard. Well, there you go. That's impressive. That's very impressive. So maybe I'm not as predictable and stable as I would first appear. No, you are. (laughs) You are. You are. But but there is still X amount of years, poo, 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 when you can really start like I totally changed my career. So who knows, you know, what your second one could be. So you're telling me, Meredith, that I gotta, you're disappointed in my first 53 no, years and I gotta no, change it up for no, the last. No, no, no. like you're no, doing no. fine. No, 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 no. You are doing you to a T. <laughs> you are therein doing. Lies, therein lies the problem. You are doing you perfectly. In, and I mean, again, just reading your resume, like I don't understand what you do and you deal with a level of clients actually that are partially my clients, but things that I don't understand. And, and it's, it's, it's fascinating. And I think that you are perfect at what you're doing. And I bet you shine brightly like a diamond. Let me ask ask you all a question. So I think one of the challenges to doing something different as you get older and breaking free of kind of your habits and what you've been up to is, and I'll say this has been true for me, the older I get, the more introverted I get. Now, I was always an introvert, always an introvert. As I get older, I'm becoming more and more introverted. And Mm. I I think that is a barrier to breaking out and trying new things in the back half, the back nine, as they say. Why do you think that is, Charles? That's what I was going to ask. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But I become. Um, well, what, I, become I don't think that means you don't try new things. They're right. just more solitary, like cooking well, or, yeah. you know, beer writing. Brewing. Or beer brewing in your basement. Beer, beer brewing. <laughs> Beekeeping. Fair enough, Diane. It's a fair point. But do you guys have that same? Are you becoming more? No. Extra, extra, oh, extra, I, extra I think I'm more, I'm more introverted for sure. But I actually like that more. It's less stressful. That you is know? true. Yeah, I mean it's Dave Farr. Uh, what do you guys? Yeah. Is becoming more of your personality, or or, or do you know that Charles is taking over the host role of the I podcast? Love it. I like the fact he's asking questions. Nobody's ever asked him. Yeah, he's, he's turning doing it so that he is turning it. I just need our okay. Our, like, okay. Let us I've this. noticed that too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He doesn't. Right. He. We, we you know you, Charles. We think know you. about you, and you can answer quickly, and then we get back to Chuck. So Charles. No, I was going to say, Dave, go for it. I'll go quickly. I mean, but Charles, I mean, I feel like since we've known each other, we've been friends. So you've always known me pretty well. But I was I was a pretty shy kid in in high school. I I definitely 
I think um, got to know myself better as I go over, kind of came out of my shell. But life goes through cycles, like the tides, I feel like, and there are ups and downs and that. And so in my catch me in my 30s, when I great job and had, you know, recently married with a kid and everything, I'm like on top of the world and catch me 10 years later, and I might have felt like a, a complete failure. And now now that's what's interesting about the interviews we've been doing on this podcast is failures are interesting, ups and yes. downs are interesting, challenges. It, 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 I think it makes you a more textured person. So I guess I can see why someone might become more introverted because you just kind of figure out what you need and it might be kind of less. It might be like if, if you're, I mean, to be introverted, I think some of that means you're at peace with yourself to, to a degree. So I don't know if I'm more int- introverted, but I think I know myself a lot better. So uh, that's my answer. I don't know. Charles, I think one of the problems that we have today is that people sort of don't weigh introvert and extrovert in the same way. It always appears that being an extrovert is what you're supposed to be doing when there's such value and balance in having introverts and extroverts in a society. So that's the first thing I want to say. So I, I don't have a value judgment on whether it's been good or bad. And I agree with Dave that there are different moments in your life, certainly during the pandemic, when all of us have had to go inside of ourselves and think of ourselves in different ways. And not everybody's going to come out <laughs> the same way as they, we went into this. I am an extrovert. That is who I am. But even in my like grand being an extrovert, I have become more introverted over the course of my, of my life for different reasons. I also think to, to the, I, I don't remember who raised it, but there's a quality about sort of having all of this stuff behind us and wisdom. And so you, you make choices about where you're going to be and who you want to be around differently in your forties and your fifties than you did in your twenties and your thirties. And I think that's probably a, a really good thing. So I think most, most parties are actually horrible, (laughs) right? They're just terrible events. Like why, why do we put ourselves through that? Parties are terrible. I love them. Always how I have felt, Diana. They're terrible. I love them. What if it's a costume party? Do you like costume parties? I love costume parties. Uh, oh my God. Parties. You just like, they're even worse than parades. Parades are the worst. <laughs> I love they the are the worst. Just they are the worst. Costume Diana, parties. Diana, we should have been much more, much more close to <laughs> friends in high school. Because we, 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 we were probably exactly the same. This Perfect. was a missed opportunity for us. <laughs> Meredith, I'll take you to a party sometime. You and Thank me. you. Thank you. Meredith, dancing. beware. I'm beware. fine. I can go to any party. I can talk to anybody. Shocker. Uh, Shocker to hear this. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I'm not even going to answer because it's so clear. So So, Diana, were you and Charles not in any classes together? Oh, I feel like, oh God. I I don't know, Diana. I think, I think early on we were in a science class together. I feel like we were, I was bad at science. So that would have had to be biology because I did one week of physics and I really didn't get it. So I dropped it. Okay. And took a second art, like photography or writing or one of those. I don't know if we were at, I, I feel like we might've been in English class. Oh, uh, yes. That, no, you're right about that. Was it, oh, I hate to play this game, but like, uh, um, um, <laughs> Burdick, Mr. Burdick. Yes, Mr. Burdick. It was Mr. Burdick's English class. You have it exactly right. You need to know, Charles, that she has the best best memory. She remembers everything. Yeah, Yeah, everyone gets a little freaked out by the memory. So I'll try not to freak out. So Diana, this is is really where I was going and really hoping that you guys shared a class together. So so I want to know, I want to know more. Like, tell me about the class. (laughs) What was Charles Charles? like in Mr. Burdick's class? Well, I was, I was intimidated by Mr. Burdick. So me too. Me too. I, 
I I can't remember much about it. Like I'll tell you this, I was in. I don't know if you guys have had the same have had had the same feeling I do, or whether other people have said the same thing. But I was both intimidated by almost all of my Milton classmates, and on top of that, it's remarkable how little I knew them or how yeah. poorly mm-hmm. I knew. I I knew them only at the most superficial level, and we were only partially formed back when we were 13, 15, 16, whatever. But it's amazing how, I, maybe that was just my own failing at Milton, but I don't feel like I, I didn't get to know Diana Donovan particularly well. And we shared an English class together. Like, whoa, that's kind of a uh, And I think that's a common theme. I think yeah, everyone's talked everyone about that. that. And we're all, I think we were all really afraid of standing out or afraid of yeah. looking different or afraid of being a dork, right? Yeah. So it was just like, you didn't, ask a whole lot of questions and you just tried to blend in. Yeah, that's exactly, you try to survive. Day to Charles, day, Charles, like, do you like, remember like, where, cause I remember you and I both wore these shirts. These shirts used to be, I hope you're not wearing one right now. No, it, it's <laughs> the, the pinstripe shirts, but they're not, they're not super thin. They're like kind of medium size, just like stripes. And they were either, it was either a red shirt or a blue shirt. And every dude like in our little posse had these shirts. And one time, it might have even been you, I don't know, but I would know I was sitting with, it was me and Josh Gillette and two other people in the student center. And Shin walks in and he looks right at us. And Shin, <laughs> and Shin goes, Shin goes, <laughs> we're like, what are you laughing at, Shin? He goes, all four of you have the same shirt. And we went, <laughs> but that, but- Wait, was it like a Brooks Brothers? Yeah. Like, a, like yeah. one of those very preppy like yeah. a barber's quartet? Almost a barber's quartet. I'll find a picture of one. And I I'll can't re- guys, I can't believe, like thinking back on it, I can't believe that you all chose to wear something so sort of businessman-y. Exactly. <laughs> we were going to be wearing, many of us would be Weird. wearing for the rest of our lives. Like, no why kidding. Doing it in high yeah, school? I know. Yeah. You, there well, was... there was a dress code. Yeah, there was yeah. a dress code. Yeah, that's fair. Charles, what I... do you do for fun? Besides the beer. Besides the beer. Yeah. So, so I, I, for the last 21 years, what I do for fun is to try to do stuff that my kids are interested in so that I can continue to spend time with them. So yeah. my, my kids have had varied interests over the years, ranging from sports to cooking to... Aiming? Do you guys do like Settlers of Catan or... <laughs> No, God, no. Thank oh, God. I, I didn't know that was something people would laugh at. What? My family <laughs> loves that. That is a really hard game. It takes forever. Just no, It's amazing. We have yeah. like three or four different versions and expansions what? and cities. And My kids wow. never got into that stuff. No. I don't know why. We never really, we never really got there. There you go. <laughs> oh, that. I'm showing it. I'm showing I everybody that the shirt. shirt. I didn't even. Have, yeah. of I have that shirt in green. Yeah. It would have been Brooks Brothers. Green would have been different. This, of course, appropriately is in the on the Joseph A. Banks website, which um, famous for their incredibly cheap suits. But anyway, that's that's. But, <laughs> Thank but, you for the visual. That's good. Yeah, yeah, well, right. that makes but, sense. But it but it was, and there's a theme that ran through all those John Hughes movies too. Is you didn't want to stand out too much, like for every like Ducky from pretty in pink who was he was one of the few characters that was like comfortable in his own skin there's like the nerd who doesn't want to step out of line at all for fear of being yeah. an outcast that's really what high school was like anyway yeah 
Yeah, unless you just were that person and you couldn't get stopped. You're the exception that proves the rule, Meredith. <laughs> indeed, indeed, indeed. Yeah, but, you know, again, saying one of these things. Well, it's funny that like the, the clothing, other, it's just interesting. The, the clothing is something we always talk about. I remember Farah, Meredith, and I, before we even really knew what this was going to turn into, we would reminisce about Milton. And we always talked about clothing and how... Mm you knew what everyone was wearing and you wanted the brands that other people were wearing. I remember Milton went through this whole weird golf shoe thing, spot oh, built. Does oh anyone God, remember yes. that? There oh, were like all that. the guys. Was that like the moccasins wearing... also? Wasn't there like the comfy moccasins? Like oh, that? of course. Oh yeah. There oh. was the whole moccasins thing. Blue, bluekers, bluchers. Yeah. Bleachers. L.L. Bean. Did they the even... L.L. Bean duck boots. Did they even duck make corduroy, do they make sure. corduroy pants anymore? Do they still make yes. Levi's cords? <laughs> yes. Oh my God. I have, I have some. And my kids describe it as sort of retro, which is You're a like, wonderful oh way God. to feel old quickly. So. Seriously. I remember that first couple of weeks of school where you were always looking around, wondering whether the back to school clothes that you bought made you yeah. totally stand out in a bad way, right? And that was, yeah. Those were, those were bad times. But anyway. <laughs> so I, it was one, a relief when you failings, were all wearing the same shirt. <laughs> I would say one of my failings throughout my life has been I have missed opportunities to develop closer relationships with people. And I, I, I attribute that partly to my own insecurity and partly to my introvert nature. But I, my world, of, my world of, of sort of close, intimate friends is much smaller than I would have expected it would be. And I, I consider that kind of a failure. So Meredith, to your point, the next 30 years or whatever I'm given on this planet, I got to try to figure out despite that introvert nature how, how to expand those relationships because yeah. like Meredith, a- Meredith is going to teach you how to take photographs she she is going to volunteer to take take you on a little photo shoot Charles sure oh, or just hang out I, look it would be the easiest hour I'd ever spent because I couldn't get a word in edgeway <laughs> <laughs> I have been it's working very hard to keep my mouth quiet <laughs> this is a skill I she bites learning. her tongue every 10 seconds I, I do um, I, I was gonna ask though Charles are you still in touch with like a fair number of people from our class I know you've <laughs> mentioned Farah you've been in touch with Farah for a while but are are you still in touch with people? Yeah. So, so the short answer is yes. Um, uh, a, a relatively small group. So, uh, Far and I have been close forever and continue to talk pretty regularly. Far does a great job of connecting me with others. So, John Marshall and I, mm-hmm. who were freshman year roommates in oh, F9 sweet. in Forbes. I'm close with, with Farah. I, Wendy Millett and I went to Milton together and then we went to Harvard together and we were in the same freshman dorm and we were the same house as upperclassmen and she and I developed what I think is just, I felt like it was a wonderful sort of close relationship. And so she and I are periodically in touch nice. when I went to California to see clients. And so I, I, I see and hear from Wendy a bunch. Dave and his crew, we do a, a fantasy baseball with Dave and Steve Butzel, uh, Adam, and the name of uh, the name of Charles's team is the Teetotalers. Yeah, <laughs> brilliant. Hey, that I have perfect. somebody. I have somebody who makes really amazing trophies. Well, I'm trophies. not going to win it, so okay. this will go to Dave. This will go to Dave. But Charles, oh, okay. but Charles, look, I have to say this because I happen to know this and you guys may not know before Milton, you were in school with somebody who ended up being one of our classmates. Oh, Chris Perry. Yes. The gorgeous Chris Perry. Well, of Forever course. Ever gorgeous. So Chris Perry and I, that's a great, that's a, a, a little known fact. So Chris Perry and I were best friends. And I mean, 
every afternoon we would go to one or the other's house Aww. from kindergarten through eighth grade. Then we we spread apart for a year when he went to DBNN for his freshman and came to Milton as a sophomore. And I worked pretty hard to get him to come from to, to Milton. Ironically, we were less close at Milton, even though we were such great friends as, as kids. We we're still friendly at Milton, but we sort of hung out in different crowds. And then Chris and I worked together after college. She was at Show Hall and Stewart with me for wow. a decade or more. So thank you, Farah. I should not have left Chris Perry out. Chris, I'm sorry. Charles is getting old. It's it's hard to be 53. It's all the introversion. Yeah. Now I I have not talked to Chris in about 10 years because my son Oliver was playing his son Simon in a championship soccer game, Massachusetts something or other championship. And at the very end of the game, with the game tied, my son's team committed a penalty and Ollie was the goalie and his son was the person taking the penalty kick. No way. And I looked over at Chris and he looked over at me and we sort of shrugged and we said, <laughs> somebody's <laughs> going to be going home disappointed. And the Cheever household went home disappointed. Oh. That was it. I, I ended my friendship. With that That's so, per- it's like a perfect sort of Massachusetts sports yeah. dad. I'm kidding, of course. Of I'm course. <laughs> You're going to send him some of your beer. You're going to send him some of your beer. We're now looking at a picture of Chris. We're and looking at George uh, Clooney. Here's one of, I will say, and I mean, I, I, I take nothing away from any of our other Milton Academy classmates, but a a true dental. True. He dental. also looks a little bit like Taylor Fogelquist. Sorry, Chris, that's weird. You're going deep, but okay. I have, no, I have no idea who that is, but I'll take. Oh, he, he was, was two years below us. us. Okay. There we go. He was beneath us. As- <laughs> one of the things, one of the things that I'm, I'm hoping you are going to share with us, because we can't get that kind of information from anybody else. But what was it like to be co-captain of the speech team with Meredith? <laughs> Other than other than what we know, what what can you tell us? So I'll tell you this. I, I'll tell you, of all the things that I did in my academic life, whether it was at Milton or college or law school, the single best thing I ever did was to be a member of the speech team because yes. it taught me skills that I have drawn upon throughout my lifetime. And so I am deeply in me. Milton. Now I'm even more regretful that I didn't do it. It was the most, it was truly really the most meaningful thing I, mm-hmm. I, I did in sort of my learning days. And to, to this day, I will say, I, I'm deeply indebted to Debbie Simon and, and Dale Delitis for helping me sort of really learn how to do the speech team thing. So I, just such a great thing to do, and I'm really glad I did it. I will say doing it with Meredith, and I, I'm not just saying this because she's on the phone, it was both great fun and a learning experience because I learned actually leadership skills from Meredith. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you what I learned. Meredith has, as all of better than I do, but I didn't have back in high school, has what I call today relentless positive energy. Yeah, and the absolutely power, the power of relentless positive. Look, you can be with two kinds of people in the world. You can be with energy givers and you can be with energy takers. And if you were given a choice, you'd want to spend all of your days with people who have a incredible positive energy. It was Mm -hmm. not my natural disposition, but as I've sort of done various kinds of leadership things over the years, that the the lessons about the power of positive energy have become, I think, more and more important to me. And 
the earliest adherence to that for me and the earliest example of that for me was one Meredith is in her. So that's Meredith, so great. That's a good yeah. tea. Awesome yeah. Meredith, this is such a great wow tea for you. That's that's very kind. All right. So now I am going to ask you my question. What do you think your high school self would think of you now? And if you could tell your high school self anything, what would that be? I think my high school self would be, and I'm not just saying this, would be modestly disappointed <laughs> in my adult self. How's I had too predictable a life without a lot of risk-taking and experimentation. So I think that's genuinely what my high school self would say, that I followed a path that was pretty safe and pretty predictable and maybe could have done some, taken a little bit more risk throughout the, my life. Still time. So what was the second, what was part two of that question, Mary? If you could tell your high school self anything from where you are now, what would that be? I think it's, I think I'd tell my high school self two things. One would be spend a lot more time developing relationships with people. You learn a lot from them and you get a lot from them. And I would tell myself to relax a bit. It's all going to be okay. It's yeah. all going to be okay. So Charles, I, I really think this is like setting you in, in a direction where you have to have some forward positive energy sessions with Meredith who can get you on your next career path. I think that's really where we're going with this. I, I, or, I thought you would say I need, I need to have a midlife crisis, which no, is no, no. clearly what no. I need. Right? No, 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 no. No, but I do think, I do think, being in somebody what i when i was an actor there was a play what was which was an adaptation of the arabian nights and to cut to the chase there was a question that was what is the purpose of life and the answer was to cultivate enthusiasm which i take greatly to heart and yeah. and i yeah i i mean it's in everything that i do i think but charles i do I, I understand that it is very Charles Cheever to have led the life that you have. Now, you also have to give yourself a freaking break and because a pat on the back because you're incredibly successful. Let's just call a bumblebee a bumblebee. And you should be super proud of that because there are a lot of people like myself who couldn't do what you do if you put a gun to my head. Like, no way could I do that. And you've an incredible skill at what you do, and you do it clearly very well. That said, there's always time to bring new things into your life. Yes. I was going to bring up a point about, like, the whole difference between introverts and extroverts. It has to do with really, like, I think for introverts, you believe that other people take energy out of you. So... And extroverts get their energy from other people. So even if you're an introvert, if you can be around people like Meredith, sort of the positive, contagious energy people, they give it back to you. So it's not, it's not quite the same. There are all there are other people out there who are. Yeah, I think that's kind of, such an interesting point, Diana. Actually, I, I did, just to pause on that for a second because I, I think it's such an interesting insight. I, I think the risk of when you're an introvert is because being in groups of people and being kind of out in the public, which I have to do for my job. I mean, I, I actually mm. fake being an extrovert all day long. And that kind of makes me want to <laughs> recoil into being even more of an introvert when I'm <laughs> not, not on, if you will. But to Diana's point, I think one of the challenges of being an introvert is to 
find ways to interact with people in ways where their extrovertness and their sort of energy giving we can absorb without without it being exhausting and i think Mm -hmm. the way to do that is at least for me it's been to develop really close relationships with people where i don't have to feel like i'm working at being in public and Mm -hmm. so for me part of the sort of emphasis on regretting it being in high school and not having developed closer relationships and actually think i would be able to overcome my introvert sort of challenges more easily because i would have those close relationships that would allow me to interact with a lot more people and be around extroverts and it would help draw me out mm-hmm. a little bit because i i think that insight that diana just made is exactly the right one well we are up up against the clock a little bit here before we go, Charles, I know you're very involved with the Perkins School for the Blind. Is that your charity of choice? Do you, do you want to plug that, if not another charity? Yeah. So I was involved with the Perkins School for the Blind for a number of years. I'm actually, I've recently sort of stepped off and I, I replaced that with being on the Milton board. So I've been on the Milton board for a bit now. And I would say, I know not everybody in our class had sort of a uniformly wonderful experience at Milton, but I have been become more committed to the Milton mission and just all the different ways it, 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 it works with kids sort of where they are. I think one of the great things about Milton is you can be cool and do just about any, you don't have to be the captain of the football team. Although if you are, you're cool. You can be, you can be a captain of the speech team or you can, and then you're really cool. And then you're really cool. <laughs> or you can, do, yeah, you can do just about anything you want. So you're respected for that. So I, I would say recently up till, you know, recently Milton's sort of been that. And the other thing that I'm deeply involved in is I, I lost a, a friend to a uh, very strange and rare form of cancer 10, now 11 years ago. And there's a charity called Target Cancer that I'd spend a lot of time on mm-hmm. that raises money to, to do research on underfunded and rare cancers. Oh, that's, so th- that's where I'm I spent. Sorry probably. about your friend. Yeah. Well, thank thank you, Charles. That's it's called it's called Target Cancer. Did you say Target Cancer? Yep, Target yep. Cancer Foundation. Great, great organization doing yeah. really interesting work. So anyway, it is that's where I spend my charity time. It is in fact targetcancerfoundation.org. And go there if you want more information on that worthy cause. More info on Charles and his empire at choate.com. <laughs> Easy to remember. C H O A T E. Dot com and Charles, I, I almost called him Chuck on the podcast. Now. Charles, I assume uh, websites the best way to get in touch with you. Or? Yeah, that is the best way to get in touch with me. Love to hear from folks. Love to love to just stay in touch. And again, you guys are doing a great thing. It has been, it's just, it's so great. I, I'm just so impressed with you guys and and so grateful that you're doing it because it's a really great fun initiative. So thank you guys for spending all the time and effort. I would love Thank to you. hear Charles. Yes! You, you heard him. It's oh. on the record. Uh, on the record. Farah, Farah was laughing as Charles was explaining how to get in touch with him because Farah knows the best way to get in touch with Charles is go to Farah and say, Farah, can you please hunt down Charles for us? <laughs> that, I, have, only- I know that people do that to this day. I know that Farah <laughs> just really gave true. out somebody's phone number last week. Yeah, fellow I classmate. You are good. To tell you me. are good. It's really true. It's so really funny. True. The world's biggest extrovert on that. Topic. Go to Farah, but not yeah. everybody knows how to find Farah. She, I mean, She's... she has a very public profile, but she also is nicely. She's private. hidden behind lots of people. That's, that's the that's pretty much to try to keep me away from time. <laughs> no, there's well, never enough, Charles. We. <laughs> that, that is, and that'll be the, are there some old photos of Charles and Meredith? 
Like, do we have? Oh, any? Gosh, I so we're gonna find them? We'll find, find them. I have one. I have one actually. I was <gasps> cleaning out a box, and so I could have started here. How can I not have started here? Oh. I was cleaning out a box uh, of old sort of stuff and simplifying my life, and I came across an envelope of of stuff from Milton, and in it. Oh. I'll be quick here, Dave. I'll be quick. Oh, <laughs> Were love letters, Allegra Graden, sprayed oh. in white linen perfume. And I swear to God, the <gasps> white linen perfume, the smell still exists. Oh, oh that's oh. incredible. Wow. Did it bring it did it bring the oh, 18-year-old Allegra back? It all came rushing back. Oh. I, to this day, I have, a, I have a crush on Allegra. And it's hard not and, to. And it is. And a picture of me and Meredith in, I think. Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Oh my oh, gosh. Oh my gosh. That's with so our, great. With our arms around each other. And we are clearly sort of trying to get a group of people around us. And <laughs> Meredith looks infinitely comfortable in that moment. And I look. <laughs> you're you're about to die. It is the I am going to need a tattoo of that. Is it like Daytona <laughs> Beach or something? Oh, Charles, will, you have to share that photograph with us. We'll put that, it up on the website. I'll share that photo with Far. I want to hear the letters from Allegra. We'll, We'll put them. Um, oh no, private. Just kidding. Charles, if you get me those photos, we'll put them on pod617.com oh, slash link slash link. And yeah, and the one of you and Meredith in Fort Lauderdale will be titled The Weirdest Spring Break Ever. Um, <laughs> so we do have... The soberest spring break ever. <laughs> well, somewhat anyway. So thank you so much, Charles. You were awesome. Thank you, it was a Charles. Pleasure. Thank you. So you great to see you. So great to see you. Great to catch up you. with everybody. Stay on the line, Charles, but we do need to close out the show as they let me speak for a minute. Sometimes they do. But thank Sometimes. you for thank you for listening to the show thank for you. please please subscribe <laughs> to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your podcast. Leave us a review if you like it, or even if you don't, if you want to support the show, go to pod617.com slash link and you'll find a link to our Patreon page where you can throw us a couple of bucks and support throw the us show. Some bucks. Come on, show us a little bit of love. And until next time, we thank you for listening to The Link.